welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Copiello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you doing tonight? Honestly, Jeff, I am tired. This is a crazy <laughs> week for us. Well, you are our travel specialist. You are our Disney master. And with that comes a tremendous amount of responsibility. But both you and I have traveled a lot. And you definitely more than I, but for folks that have traveled a lot, sometimes you're playing roulette, so to speak, with weather. So tonight is going to be kind of dedicated to what happens when you hit that bad weather, specifically because of the time of year that we are recording it. We are recording it near the end of September of 2022. Tonight's going to be all about going to Disney during hurricane season. And that is why I am tired. I say that I wear an extra hat this time of year. And when there are storms, I spend about 18 to 19 hours a day watching the Weather Channel and putting together the different models and coming up with my own little drawings and recommendations. Because obviously the number one question we get when we're in a week like this that has such a strong storm coming and up until this morning there were two strong storms behind it, we get the question, should I travel? And whether we're talking about Ian or any other storm, we're going to give you the same suggestion all the time, the same thought process with it, and the overarching feel that what I think, what the weatherman thinks, most importantly, what every Facebook group you belong to that you feel compelled to ask if you should travel (laughs) or not, really doesn't matter. What ultimately matters is are you comfortable and what do you and your family feel is right for you to do? Well, and there's so many different scenarios, right? Like you're talking about in this particular example, if you're, if you haven't left yet, but sometimes people, people are there and it, and it hits, right? Sometimes they're arriving soon. Sometimes they're departing soon. Sometimes they're about to hop on a boat. Like there, there's a lot of different things at play here that it's not really the type of thing that unless you say do what you feel is right, you can have a blanket statement about. And that is so true. My team will tell you they get emails from me with maps that I've drawn all over and two to three different sets of suggested emails because we do have all those scenarios. You know, do I want to possibly have to shelter in place? Do I want to move my vacation? Do I want to head down? Do I want to go home early? And yeah, so many choices. Well, and I think too, in today's day and age, there are things like in travel insurance and there's insurance on flights and you can move flights and there's insurance on cruises. So I don't know that we necessarily want to get bogged down into all of that tonight, but those are realities in today's traveling world. And the bottom line is your peace of mind is what's most important. The money is there. Yes, there's insurance for it. Yes, Disney is super flexible about it. So don't make that your number one choice. Do what you feel is right, but definitely gather some information first. And that's what we're going to talk about on tonight's show is what kind of information are you going to gather? Where do you get it? How do you, you know, look at it and interpret it? And what what happens behind the scenes that may influence you to keep the trip on schedule or to change the trip. Well, and one of the pieces of information that I think I want to start with, and you know, you and I were talking off air, we hear this this term thrown around a lot in New Jersey, especially in the winter months, state of emergency, 
right? You hear state of emergency. And if you're not from an area where your state declares a state of emergency all that often, it can be surprising. It can be scary, right? So I, It makes me want to like hunker down, grab a blanket, put it over my head and not move for the next three days. Correct. But the reality behind that statement, I don't want to diminish it. But I want to be very upfront with people why governors are so quick to declare, to declare a state of emergency. You need a state of emergency to do certain things, like call out the National Guard if you need help with shelters and traffic flow and those things. And you need a state of emergency in place in order to get FEMA's help should you need it later and federal funding. So it's about manpower and people that may or may not come to fruition more than about what it means to you at this exact moment. Yeah. It, it could be in, in some instances procedural, right? And for yes. those, for the, for our New Jersey listeners, you're going, yes, whoever the governor is at any time when there's a temp, a, a potential snowstorm, we get a state of emergency. So not to diminish it in any way, because sometimes it's very, very useful. But the reality is, for those of us that face it, we don't we don't freak out the same way you maybe would otherwise. Exactly. So let's let's kind of break this down as far as geographically, because hurricane season, you know, really can go from May to November. You know, the, the and that also surprises people. It is six months out of the year. It's more active August, September, and October, but. But it is six months out of the year. So if you say, I definitely don't want a vacation during hurricane season, no problem. But then you're looking at December through April. And if you're coming from the Northeast, then you're changing hurricanes for snowstorms. So don't let it be the be all and end all in picking your initial vacation date either. But geographically, which is where, and you're right, but where I was going to go with it too is, you know, Walt Disney World's in the center of the state of Florida, right? So a lot of the times when people hear center of the state it's inland hurricanes they all also sometimes don't put the two together so let's talk about the geography of where walt disney world is located and how those hurricanes can impact it so hurricane storms they gather all of their wind and rain from over the ocean the land they're gonna hit both coasts of florida whether it comes from the east or the west way before it hits walt disney world because as you said jeff Orlando is the center of the state. Also, Disney's put in some pretty huge infrastructure things. And so again, as somebody from New Jersey who constantly deals with those snowstorms and those loss of power for a couple of days and how do you deal with it, one of the really neat videos that we have is from Dorian back in 2019. All of the surrounding states send power trucks to help in case the storm takes out power lines, you know, on the coast. But they need somewhere to put these people while they're waiting for the storm to hit. They don't want them sitting in Georgia and then the storm hits and everybody has no power and now the trucks have a 12-hour drive. So while Disney World has actually been used as a staging area for the electric company, because they can take over a whole parking lot, put 300, you know, cherry picker trucks there and get some hotel rooms for their guys. So that they're willing to put all that emergency equipment there also should give you a little bit of solace in how infrequently things hit there. 
Well, uh, you know, the, the luxury of space that Walt talked about, clearly that was in his plan, was that I wanted to have a space where we could park all these utility, utility yeah, trucks. Of course, of course. You never know. <laughs> One of the other things I'll say is I am definitely a Weather Channel geek. If you are or you're on social media a lot this time of year, you probably know the name Jim Cantor. He is my favorite of Weather Channel men. And all of the memes out there will tell you when this guy comes to town, that's how you know you're in trouble. He is the one, you know, they've got crews all over right now for this storm. I think they've got them in like eight different cities in Florida. The city where Jim is, is where they predict the storm is going to hit. He gets the eye of the storm. And so Jim does not spend time in Orlando. That makes it a good sign that the eye very rarely comes there. The eye is the center of the storm. That's the highest winds, the most rain. That doesn't mean that there isn't banding and things around it that'll impact you. But again, that direct hit where they talk about that that's kind of the news headline that you're hearing and making you second guess things, that rarely comes to Orlando. But sometimes it does. And realistically, a company the size of Disney and, and with the amount of money that they have invested in this Central Florida location, they have to prepare for it, right? So when we hear that there's an, a tremendous storm coming, how do they prepare? What, what do they expect to put into play? One of the things that they do is figure out what do we need to physically secure? I will say before Andrew, I was in Magic Kingdom. I have done... Walt Disney World in more tropical storms than I should probably admit. And sometimes that can be really great because there's not a lot of lines, but it can be a little sad. I remember because all of those signs, like the wooden signs outside of attractions and restaurants and things were all tied back to the building. They want to make sure nothing's going to blow away. You're going to see all the pool chairs are getting removed and things like that. But then the next big thing is people. And they create what is called a ride-out crew. And you will find ride-out crews in every resort and every department. And basically, those people are committed to riding out the storm at Walt Disney World. They don't want cast driving back and forth. They can't have an unmanned front desk. So they're going to take a number of rooms and dedicate it to their cast. And the cast is going to live there for whatever it is, 48 hours, 72 hours, because they're going to work more shifts and more hours than normal because those are the numbers of people that they have. So that ride out crew is Disney's first step in making sure that guests are always taken care of. Well, and and, that, and that's kind of what I meant by how do they prepare, right? You, you you went over it. They're obviously securing things on property, one, because of damage, two, because you've got guests that are still there and, and you want things to be secure. But number three, you've there's a dedicated plan to keeping the magic alive while this potentially horrible catastrophic thing is going on around them. And they're taking care of their people at the same time. So it's not really a surprise, but for folks that haven't heard the term ride out crew before or don't know exactly what it is, 
that's what it is. It's the people there that are working there that are dedicating their time to make sure that in the midst of a possible negative situation, they're there to keep the ship afloat, you know, no pun intended. And I will say, I'm sure he's not listening this week, but a giant shout out to my nephew, Adam, and the upcoming rideout crew at Grand Floridian. Stay safe and keep the magic. Absolutely. All right. So there, there is a history, though, of these storms in Walt Disney World. Do you want to do you want to run them down really quickly for people so that I'm gonna people give it understand? To you quickly so that you know that it's an option, but you can also see how infrequent it is. Correct. So these are not when was there rain in Florida because that's every day. Days a year. <laughs> right. Of course. When do they actually have to close a park because of the weather? Because that's what people really wonder. So a day and a half in September 1999 for Floyd. Charlie was not their year. I was there for two of these. Um, 2004, one day in August for Charlie, two days less than a month later for Francis, one day just a little over a week later for Jean. And then from 2004 all the way to 2016, there was nothing. 2016, they had a day and a half closing in October. 2017, a two and a half day closing for Irma. And then the most recent one is 2019. And I always say the Disney special events team, they work so hard and the weather does not always cooperate with them. Hurricane Dorian wanted no crowds in Galaxy's Edge, wanted to see it themselves. It arrived September 1st, 2019 and closed the parks down. So really, we're looking at the last 23 years, and I'm sharing seven storms in 23 years. It doesn't mean it can't happen and it won't happen, and I hope it doesn't happen to you, but it's not a regular occurrence. Let's just say that this is happening at a a trip that maybe you're taking. Maybe you're taking a trip let's say next week, Sandy, maybe you are going to find yourself in Epcot next week because it's a fun time to be in Epcot next week. How do you decide, (laughs) how do you decide if this trip is something that you're going to take or if you're not going to take? I know that in the beginning of the show, you said it's entirely up to you. How do you, how do you decide? So there are a couple of things that aren't up to you. The first is if Orlando airport closes, Even if you're not flying, it's a sign you shouldn't be driving. Right. So if the airport is closed, you're not getting in, you're not getting out. That's out of your hands. Also, if the airline cancels your flight, it's going to be hard to rebook. Sometimes because of the weather, MCO may stay open, but they go to 50% flights. And so you may have to juggle your flight. You may not have a choice. If you're concerned, the first question I always say to people is ask yourself, can you change your flights easily? Is your job super flexible and you can say, you know what, instead of going the first week in October, I'm going to push it back a week and you can do that last minute change. If it gives you peace of mind, you should do it. It doesn't matter what the rest of us say. What else? I talk to clients about where are you staying? Again, these are not major closures. These are a a day, maybe two, which is a lot of your vacation time. But the resort you're staying at is going to dictate what's going to happen 
depending how bad the storm is. And before everybody says they do so much for deluxe resorts and not for anybody else, it has nothing to do with the resort level. It has to do with the resort layout. So for instance, Top Century, which is a value, right. and Old Key West, which is a deluxe, both have doors that open directly to the outside from your room. Right. Those resorts will often get a you must shelter in place for the next 24 hours, and you are not leaving your hotel room with your kids. You're going to be given the opportunity to head to the food court, buy food to get you through the next 24 hours, but that's it. The doors are closed. Where something like the boardwalk, where it's all connected inside and they've got a lobby and other space, they'll sometimes bring characters in the lobby and they'll call all the rooms and say, come down and see Mickey. Come up to the attic and do arts and crafts. So they want to do as much as they can do, but the building layout is going to determine what happens. I guess, really, how can you be prepared for something like this? So, again, it's one of the times where I say to people, I'm going to toot my own horn. You want a travel agent when you want nobody. We're talking (laughs) to our clients who are on property. We're saying to them, listen, this is coming. We think you might want to change your flight and get out a day early, or you might have to stay two days. That's the other thing when you're deciding. Can you afford to stay two days, both monetarily as well as work-wise? When our clients stay, we will send a hurricane package to their room. It's going to have coloring books and crayons for the kids, a deck of cards, um, an extra battery charger for your phones because again you may not have a tv to keep you busy you may or may not they have generators it is rare for them not to have power but i believe that if you have those things you won't need them so we want to make sure you have all of that we want you to head to the food court grab some extra food grab some extra snacks and be ready to kind of sit it out again if you're from the northeast and you've been snowed in at home for three days it's the same kind of thing except you're all in the same room one of the things we didn't cover and please this could be an entire show on this particular thing but let's do a quick cover for disney cruise line if you're stuck with a hurricane situation what do you see with that it is rare that disney cruise line cancels a cruise due to a storm unless your departure day is the day the storm is hitting the east coast okay Um, If you read that probably, I don't know, it used to be like eight pages of print, what's called your carrier contract for your cruise, it says they can send you anywhere they want. Your itinerary is semi-irrelevant. They do everything in their power to deliver it. But the nice thing, if you're on a Caribbean cruise and there's a storm, they're just going to change the islands. They don't want the ship and all of you in that weather any more than you want to be there. Right. So you might visit a different port, you might get an extra sea day, but you're getting it in a part of the sea that's seeing the sun instead of the storm. (laughs) So again, Disney Cruise Line, that's their call. And generally, canceling your cruise for concern of fear of hurricane is not generally an insurable reason. But again, you're going to want to talk to your travel specialist or your insurance agent to know the specifics of your policy 
Disney Cruise Line is a little bit more complex than Walt Disney World in situations like this. <laughs> right, right, yeah. You obviously can't come home a day early from your Disney Cruise just because you want to. No. Where we can do that with people that are on <laughs> land. Okay. We're coming to the end of the show. Uh, the same question we get every week. What haven't we covered when going over traveling to Walt Disney World during hurricane season? I think to know that it's weather and it changes so frequently and the, the news likes news coverage and news headlines. So they're going to start covering this storm and making you second guess yourself way before you have to make your decision. Correct. There's a short window to decide. But generally, the news coverage is going to start three to five days before we even know if the storm is real and really going to hit where they think. These are models with guidance, as they say, not gospel. And the storm track changes drastically. The last piece that I'll say to you is this second element of can I travel isn't always about MCO at Orlando Airport. This current storm is looking like it's going to come up the East Coast. So even though it may clear Orlando by Friday afternoon, if you think you're flying out of Georgia or Virginia Friday night, you'd be heading right into the storm. Odds are good that even though Orlando is clear, you're not. So there's so many pieces to the puzzle. Look at it carefully. Get some help on it. But don't make it be the ultimate stress breaker on your vacation. One last question for me. If you are there and you're hanging out with the Ride It Out crew and you are set to depart, but there's no leaving, how accommodating is Disney at extending your stay in a situation like that? Is that something that you need the travel specialist for? Or is that something that there's typically a policy for? Or is it very, very dependent upon the situation? It's a combination of things. I always say to people, you know, you could be there on a major holiday and you know everything is sold out. But if you can't get out because your flight isn't leaving, somebody else's flight didn't come in. Okay. It is the gift of Disney magic. It somehow shakes out and works out that there are rooms for everybody. Maybe somebody's got to switch categories or do something, but it works. But it's not free. Right. And again, that's where understanding insurance comes in and deciding whether you can afford to stay. There are costs involved in staying for the resort as well as food. Maybe, you know, your plane isn't going, but it's beautiful and sunny. You get an extra park day. That's a bonus. They do try to work with people on special rates. Um, again, because they're the center of the state, it's also a hot evacuation spot. People from the coast are coming just to have a hotel that they know isn't in a path and is going to be fun and well taken care of. But yes, it is Disney magic how there's space for everybody. Well, Sandy, thank you for taking the time tonight to talk about a topic that we are unfortunately seasonally right in the middle of. I know that your travel plans over the next couple of weeks are certainly going to be impacted by it in one way or the other as far as decision-making. I hope the listeners are getting to their destination on time and enjoying the magic. And I thank you for taking the time this week to give us your expertise. Thanks for letting me talk about this, Jeff. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share, have them like, and subscribe. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories.